I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. The audio on this one might not be as great as it normally is. I am in, I almost said a hotel room, but that's not even the best way to describe it. It's like a hotel apartment, <laughs> um, and it might be a little echoey, the air conditioning's on, the audio just may not be amazing, but that's okay. I am in Boulder, in Colorado, just a little bit away from where I live, doing some volunteering, and the organization that I'm working with got me a hotel room. I thought it was going to be totally normal. It's actually Labor Day weekend, and I was feeling a little bummed that I was going to be in a hotel doing this volunteering stuff away from my family on the wrong weekend. And then I got here and was like, wow, this <laughs> is a really nice hotel room. Um, it's like 700 square feet. This is literally like the size of my first apartment, like when I first got my first full-time job and was living right outside DC. And so I'm feeling much happier about being here and really enjoying the time, the quiet, enjoying the work that I'm doing here and decided to take a little time to record this and check in with all of you and continue the series that I've been doing on the keys to making full-time income from home with your business. I also wanted to, now that it's September, officially today, that's when I'm recording this, on September 1st, Something else came up for me today. So from my hotel, I walked over to Target this morning to get coffee, get some food for the week that I, well, not really weekend, but I'm here, just get some supplies. And I was reflecting on August. Not only was it my biggest income month so far, but I lost six pounds in August. So this year, as I've been building my business, I have really set my weight and like what I'm eating and that kind of thing aside. Like it has been the bottom of the barrel priority for me. And uh, my pants are telling me the story. <laughs> and for August, what I decided to do was a couple of different things that really made an impact for me. And I don't usually talk about like weight loss or health or anything like that, but I was talking to a client about it. And this is kind of like a common thing I've noticed is scaling to six figures, growing your business, that kind of thing. And your health just kind of goes to the side. And so I was talking to a client who had kind of done the same thing. And I gave her some tips that were really helpful to her. So I thought that I would just chat about that quickly on here. So six pounds down in August, this is what I did. The first thing was allowing 
cravings and urges to be there and just like sit with them and not necessarily act on them. So I think a lot of times we feel like if we have a craving, we have to act on it and it is totally out of our control. And I think that we also think to be successful in our weight management or weight loss, whatever we're doing, we have to have no cravings ever. Like we have to get rid of the cravings. And just this idea that we could just allow a craving to be there and not do anything about it, I think is very powerful. So I did that. I was very conscious to eat a lot more vegetables. So at my mastermind weekend, one of the women there was telling me that there's this like blood type oriented diet, which I don't really know if I buy into it, but she was saying for my blood type, I need to be eating a lot of vegetables. And I kind of realized I don't eat very many vegetables. So I just decided I'm going to start eating more and really like trying to maybe have a salad for lunch or have a lot of veggies at lunch. Um, so that was one of the things I did. I walked almost every day and almost two miles every day that I walked, which was great. Um, I really listened to my body um, while eating. So to see, you know, like, am I satisfied? So eating a little bit slower, kind of checking in to see when I'm satisfied versus like eating until I'm stuffed. What I found is that by the time that I was starting to feel full, I was like a little bit behind. So like by the time full kicked in, then I started to feel over full slightly after that. Like even if I stopped eating at full, then I would start to feel over full. So I started to notice like before I got to full and then I would just like wait, kind of like let the food settle in and see if I really needed more. So that was helpful. Uh, last thing, drinking lots of water, especially before bed. Like I would have like a giant glass of water before bed. And these are the things that helped me. Pretty simple habits, just little shifts, more awareness, more intention. And it has paid off. So just thought I would throw those tips out there if that is something that you are struggling with as well. Let's get into part Four of my series on making full-time income from home with your business. The fourth key to this kind of success is your vision. So I was having a conversation with one of my clients recently, and this woman is making over a hundred thousand in her business. So just some perspective for you on where she was and Part of getting her to that point was simplifying her offers a lot and really cutting out a lot of things that were maybe more passive in theory, but were taking her a lot of time and energy and doing tasks that she didn't enjoy in her business to try to promote and sell these things. And then the amount of money that they brought in was just so little compared to her main one-on-one -on -one thing that she offered that we were able to increase the prices on, increase the client load on. And what ended up happening was 
she's working less in her business and making more, which is ideal, right? So we set her up with that, but she was kind of thinking long-term a little bit. She's about to have her first baby. And she was like, I'm thinking about bringing in some of those passive things again. What do you think? And I was like, no way. (laughs) I said it in a very kind way, for sure. But I was like, you really have to look at what the ROI is going to be for what you're creating there. I think so many of us have this idea of passive income that's just not accurate and I really talked to her about the long-term goals in her business and what she wants to create, and this isn't in line with that. Now, for some people, it totally is, so I don't want to say there's like a formula you have to follow or you're doing it wrong, but for her, this would be doing it wrong based on what she really wants her business and her lifestyle to be long-term. So we had kind of talked about, yeah, this will bring in maybe a thousand a month, but it's going to be taking other things. And wouldn't it be easier to just crank up the client load a little bit more by doing this and that? And she was like, wow, I was really thinking small. I was thinking short term and I was thinking diaper money. And I was like, yeah. And I was thinking private jet vacation money. (laughs) And And it was kind of a joke, right? Like, I am not here putting people in private jets. That's not how I advertise. That's not how I market. Um, I do not ride in a private jet. But it was just kind of a funny way to describe the fact that I was looking very big picture at her business. I was looking at where she wants to be three, five, ten years down the road. And setting her up to build that with each decision she's making now, instead of making decisions for short-term gain, short-term wins that are not really in line with where she wants to be and what she wants this business to be. So the power of having a coach isn't about the private jet or anything like that, like Of course, we all see those ads, right, where it's like mansions and Lamborghinis and piles of money. And it's not about that. It's about having this big picture perspective about what is possible for you and about what you're building to. And I think the power of a coach is really realizing that there is more possible for you than the diaper money and having that reminder to look beyond that. When I first started, all that I really aspired to was to make 50000 And the coach that I was learning from at the time was always talking about 100000 And I was like, ugh, I don't even care about 100000 Like, I just want fifty. Like, I really just want 4000 a month. That would be amazing. That would be life-changing. Now I'm at a hundred, and I'm like, wow. That seemed impossible to me a couple years ago. And now it's just like, well, this is my norm. I had a friend ask, like, do you feel different now? And I was like, nope. (laughs) Still have the bullshit mind drama. Still have the doubts. Still have the freakouts. Just about different things at the next level. So in my early marketing, 
this definitely showed. I for sure made fun of 100K. It felt so impossible. It felt like way too much for me. And if I had, had not had coaches and mentors and examples, role models in my life showing me like this is possible, way more than this is possible, like normalizing it for me, I don't know that I would actually be here now. So now I'm going to kind of talk about some ways to tap into your vision. And it's not about the 100K. I'm talking about that because that's what's relevant for where I am right now. But I want you to really think about where you are right now, where you want to be, not just in the short term, right? Like not just for the month of September. I want you to think about next year, the next year, the next year after that. Like really think down the road. Think about where you want to build this business for your family, for your legacy, for your future. So let's think bigger picture. So the first thing is what I was just mentioning, surrounding yourself with people who are doing more than you, making more than you, and living really exceptional lives. And this is relevant and applicable, even if it's just online, through podcasts, through reading biographies, that kind of thing. There's a lot of different ways that you can surround yourself with people who are going to broaden your perspective about what is possible and help you normalize more than what you're currently doing. So um, there's a lot of things out there about becoming the average of the five people you spend most of your time with, right? Like sometimes it's around income, sometimes it's just around who you're becoming, but there is a lot of power in having influences in your life who are doing life differently than you in a way that you want to be doing it, who are making more than you and expanding your vision of what you could have, what you could do. This has really been instrumental for me. So that is why I am bringing it up here. And I want to offer to you, if this is an area where you're like, I don't know, I, you know, have this group of friends and we're all stay at home moms or, you know, all have salaries that are fixed. I don't know how to meet more people, that kind of thing. I really encourage you to join my Facebook group. There's so many women in there who are striving, who are making a lot of money, who are doing amazing things, who are really focused on making a positive difference in the world. And it is just a really positive place to be. So if you want to join that, the link is bit.ly slash join mama, B-I-T dot L-Y slash join, J-O-I-N-M-A-M-A. We would love to have you there. So that first way to tap into your vision is surrounding yourself with people who will help normalize a bigger perspective than the one you currently have. The next is tapping back into who you wanted to be. So I just started with a new client 
who has wanted to be a writer since she was 20 years old. She's 40. She's had this dream for 20 years. She's never done it. And this is why we're working together. We're going to be digging deep, moving forward in her writing career and really making this dream happen for her. But think about who you wanted to be at that prior point in your life where you were young and idealistic and passionate. What were you into? What was your vision? I know I for sure had a big vision then of really impacting lots of women, um, speaking, writing, all of it, mentoring, and I didn't even know what to call it, right? Like I didn't even know how it could happen. Um, you know, there was a lot of different avenues I thought it could potentially happen, but I had this idea of what I wanted to do and now I'm doing it or doing part of it and I'm on my way to keep doing it more and more. So think about who you wanted to be. The third way is to shift into and just sit in possibility. So we don't necessarily even have to go all the way to believing our goals or our visions 100% to start creating them. But sitting in the feeling of what if can really help us to be taking steps forward. So I know when I was first starting out as a coach, when I was first starting my own coaching business, I had a dream of being full-time coaching, of my kids going to school and me spending my whole day coaching clients. Tons of calls all week long, tons of clients, and taking my lunch break, having it be a quiet little oasis moment for me in between my sessions, spending time writing, creating content, emails out, having a podcast, all of these things, and having consistent income that was like equivalent to a full-time job. And I already said earlier, for me, I was imagining that to be 50000 And if it was even more, that would just be like icing on the cake for me. I am living this now. All three of my kids are in five full days of school. I dropped my daughter off. In the morning, I come home, I sit down at my desk, I do a little journaling, a little of my own thought work. At 9 a.m., my first session starts. I have sessions all day. I have little breaks in between each one to refocus, to prepare for the next client, to run to the bathroom, to refill my water. I have an hour lunch break every day to refuel myself, reset my mind, recharge, have a couple more sessions, and then I have a little time to just kind of regroup, check the mail, let the dog out, that kind of thing before I go to school and pick up the kids and drive home, ask them about their best and worst of the day, and then I'm done for the day if I want to be. And that is what every single day looks like. Mondays <laughs> when I record podcasts typically and when I schedule in a large chunk of time to 
really think big picture about my business, really create some good content. And Wednesdays, midday, I have a mastermind call with my coach and with my mastermind ladies and sisters. So that is my week now. And I'm making really good money doing it. Like 10000 a month and above. So it's truly one of those things where it feels normal most of the time. And then when I really talk about it, like I am living what I envisioned two and a half years ago and it's real, it boggles my mind sometimes still. And I think it's kind of the same, you know, as if we think back to being young adults or teenagers and picturing like someday I'll be married and it'll be so amazing, right? And then when you're in the marriage, you're like, yes, sometimes it is so amazing. And sometimes like we are changing diapers and doing dishes and making dinner together, (laughs) which sometimes is amazing and sometimes not. So I really want you to explore the possibility of that vision that you have for the life that you want being true in the future, being real in the future. Because mine really felt distant. Like my vision of what my business would be did not feel real to me when I first started my business. And now it's even beyond what I had imagined at that point, right? And now when I think about, wow, I'm going to be scaling this thing really big over the next few years, like to a million dollars and that kind of thing. It's like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's real. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. So that's my work sitting in that possibility, really letting my mind envision what that could be like and getting that to be more and more normalized for me and working on it with my coach and all of that. And eventually mapping out all the steps to get there. So I want that for you. I want you to spend some time sitting in that possibility, even if it feels a little uncomfortable. I'm sure you can hear it when I was like, a million? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure that you feel that way about whatever your goal is too. And that's okay. We know that's our work. The next way tap into this vision is really practicing believing. This sounds crazy, right? Like it sounds weird to me, but I know that it is the way. I know that it's totally key here. So I just recently read this book, Essentialism, and it's fantastic. You should definitely read it. But in one of the chapters, he talked about Michael Phelps and his routine for visualization and how he would visualize his warm-up and his getting ready and his prep before a race. And he would do this whole routine, like before practices, he would mentally do this whole routine in his mind. Like he would just practice it so many times so that by race day, the only thing left was to just do what he had already visualized. And a lot of pro athletes 
do this, they visualize things over and over and over before they actually happen so that when they're actually doing it, they know exactly how it's going to be done. They're just playing out the thing that they visualize over and over. I think visualization is so powerful. I think practicing being in full belief and just clearly picturing in your mind all of the things is something that is so underrated, something that most people are not taking advantage of, but it truly is a way to hack our brains because our brain does not know the difference between what we are imagining in our mind and what is actually happening in our life. It's why we have physical reactions and emotional physical reactions to sad movies, to scary movies. Like scary movies are too scary for me to watch. I have a physical reaction to them, you know? And that just tells me how powerful my brain is and how easy it is to trick my brain into believing things using visualization. So definitely recommend you play around with that one. Another thing to try, pick something that feels on the edge of impossible for you and get curious about how you might do it if it was possible. So if 100,000 is that thing for you and you're like, maybe, but like also no. <laughs> Get really curious about if this was possible, how would I do it? And kind of let your brain be elastic and explore what those options might be, how you might do it. Finally, I truly think there is no substitute for a coach. Coach is somebody outside of your current brain and your current limitations who sees the bigger picture for you, who thinks your goals are totally doable, who sees you as the person you want to be. Not only can you kind of scaffold on their beliefs and have them give you all the tools to help build and support your new beliefs, because that's a big part of what coaching is, but your coaching sessions are also a chance for you to step fully into that possibility intentionally, weekly, and make choices and plans from that elevated space instead of the scarcity and doubt space that you might be in throughout the week when you're kind of on your own. And it makes it so much more likely that you're going to actually achieve this thing that you're not quite sure is really attainable for you. Being able to say it out loud, being able to believe it with another person who's right there believing it with you is truly the most powerful way to hack your brain into actually believing it. I've always had this experience with my husband as like supportive and amazing as he is. Like sometimes I expect him to believe more than me in my business, and that doesn't work. Somebody who is not in your business, who is just in your life, is not going to believe in your business more than you do. But your coach 
believes in what is possible for you more than you do because they see the full picture. They see the full perspective. They're typically further down the line than you and they bring that perspective to the table with you and it's just so, so powerful. This is something that I really love about all of the consults that I do. So whether somebody decides to work with me or not, I know that on the time that we are on Zoom together having that conversation or on the phone together having that conversation, we have stepped into a space where they have access to my bigger perspective and my bigger beliefs about what is possible for them. And I have seen people make big shifts just from that. Like they say yes, they come to their first session, and so much has happened already just from them being in that space on our content. So highly, highly recommend that you have a coach. I know when I was first starting out, when I didn't even have that belief in the 50,000, it was really hard to make that decision to invest. But looking back now, I wish that I had done it sooner. I waited a whole year before I finally made that decision. And of course, it all works out how it should, right? But if I could talk to that me before I spent the whole year waiting, I would tell her, figure out the money. Like whatever it takes, figure it out because this is going to pay you back way, way more. All right, mama, let's go out and do this. If you love this podcast, be sure to join my Facebook group if you haven't already. It's called Online Business Building Mamas. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.